0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the conversation. Once again, I'm your host, Roxanne Grace. I am super excited about today's program. Today, I have the privilege to have a conversation with none other than Brian Barcelona. He is an author and the founder of One Voice Student Missions. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this conversation. I will bring our guest in in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to our channel and go and check out um, all of our other social profiles at the exact same handle at Dream Label Group. We're super easy to find. Check out our website right here, dreamlabelgroup.com. Uh there you can join our mailing list and be some of the first to hear brand new music and receive updates about our awesome show. Also there, you will find links to our podcast, so go ahead and subscribe to that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in the one you've been waiting for. But first, I just want to I just want to ask you this question. If you are at all like me, then there's been moments where maybe you felt not motivated, maybe not qualified, you know, not good enough or whatever it is, maybe to serve the Lord or maybe act upon that that very thing that you feel God is pressing on your heart to do, if that's you and you can identify with that even right now or you have at some point, I truly, truly believe that today's program is going to fire you up. I am so excited about today's guest. So let's bring in the man himself, Mr. Brian Barcelona. What's up, brother? How are you doing? Going on.
1: Good. How are you?
0: I am doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. I know that you guys just did a crazy move <laughs> like, and you guys are like oh, what like three days ago or something crazy
1: yeah we just got here from uh, Los Angeles to Dallas Texas
0: oh my we're unbelievable and so I know you haven't even really set up your office or anything yet and you guys are Yeah, amazing. I'm
1: sorry that my scenery is not as cool as yours
0: and uh, no, no, like no I got, you're some, uh,
1: I got a, a little money coke can and then oh, like I- uh, some <laughs> sound bar
0: that's totally understandable. We're actually so grateful for you to take time out of your crazy schedule and, and, uh, and join us on the, on the program today. Yes, so, Brian, let's jump right into it. I do want to honor your time. I absolutely love you and Marcella. I love your ministry. You know, in times past, um, I've had the privilege to come out with you guys to some of your events. I've been to uh, some of the high school events in LA, and my mind has been blown by what I have seen God do uh, through your ministry in high school. I mean, we're talking, and we'll get into this in just a couple of minutes, but I just got to put this out there for those that are watching. I mean, this is a perfect episode, honestly, for back-to-school season, you know. Um, but I've been to your, your uh, high school events, the Jesus Club, and it's we're not talking just like 25, 30 kids that are coming. We're talking hundreds. And I know you have other clubs, Jesus Clubs, that there's like thousands that come out or were coming out before the pandemic. So I can't wait to talk about that. But first, let's maybe bring it back to the beginning. You know, I know you as this fiery, radical, like man of God. Has it always been like that?
1: Um, Before Christ or after Christ?
0: Let's talk about BC. Let's talk about before Christ. Um,
1: no, man, I was so, so shy. I was, um, before I was saved, I had a lot of depression and very low self-esteem. I remember um, that was one of the, one of the things that Jesus set me free from was just massive depression, suicide. So uh-huh. when I got saved, uh, there was like this this kindled boldness that I found. Um, after I got saved, though, I mean, there was, I think from day one, I was pretty crazy. Um, I, had lived, I had lived when I wasn't a Christian, like I wasn't a Christian. So when I became a Christian, I said, you know, why am I going to live like I'm not one when I am one? So there was never, uh, when I, when I read the Bible, there wasn't ever a question of if this is real. It was just a matter of at that point of like, I want to see this stuff. So I mean, wow. from, I think from the moment I became a Christian, I always was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely know you as, as crazy and radical in like the best kind of way. It's, it's like that, that fire that begets fire. It's like people get around you and you kind of just like, ah, I want to do radical things for Jesus. So I know that, um, cause I know your story, um, I, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but I know that you had this radical encounter with the Lord in your late teens, I think it was. And it was literally like, you know, like the Lord basically was like a Peter moment. Lord said, step out of this boat and do something and saying I'm gonna partner with your life. Tell me about that.
1: Um, so after I got saved, um, I went to this camp and I was just kind of in the back of the of the tent meeting. It's minding my, my own business and um heard the Lord speak to me and you know it's interesting because uh, every time I would share this story I could never explain how I heard God I just knew right. I heard him totally. and I remember I was reading a Mother Teresa book one time and he she talked about how God um would pretty much bypass her ears right to her heart mm-hmm. and I really felt like that's the only way I could describe when I say God spoke to me I felt like he bypassed the natural and just went to right. something deeper. Right. But I thought like the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm, I'm going to save the high schools of America. And I want to partner with your life to do it. Uh, instantly, I just started weeping. And I'm like, man, you got the wrong guy. Like I'm, I'm barely a Christian. And uh, I don't come from a huge, um, you know, Christian family. My grandma served the Lord, but uh, in the Barcelona family, there's really no one else <clears throat> that has been faithfully following Jesus. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I just heard the Lord speak that to me. And I think now 11 years later, I've wow. seen that word come to pass. So I've hit over a decade that I've been doing schools.
0: Wow, it's yeah. been 11 years. And so when you had this encounter with the Lord, it wasn't like you were this seasoned Christian where you had bought, been walking with him for a long time and practiced hearing the voice of God. This was like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were a brand new Christian. Like you had just given your heart to Jesus?
1: Um, I was probably, no, I was probably... I was probably a year into the Lord.
0: It's still pretty um, new, yeah.
1: You know, but I wasn't wow. like, I didn't. The thing is, when I got saved, they gave me a Bible, and they just told me to read it. And so I just right. read it. I read it every single day. Wow. I, I think I blew through the New Testament four times in six months. Wow. I just kept reading it over and over and over. So I, it was like the Word became, I mean, I think, I think most people, when they talk about how they battle having faith, I think their faith just comes because they're not hearing, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so I would just allow God to speak through the word and I, I would hear, I would just begin to hear the Lord so clear. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I wow. wasn't brand, brand new, but I was but, pretty brand new.
0: Yeah. Well, absolutely. I know that the mandate that you heard was pretty, pretty awesome. And so I yeah. know if I was a young a young person, I'd be like, Oh God. So was it one of those things where you you felt the Lord speak so clearly to your heart and then he kind of gave you other instructions after that? Or was it really like, you know, I'm out here, Peter. <laughs> Step yeah. out.
1: I, I. You know, I. Someone asked me this question. They're like, "So does God like speak to you all the time?" And I'm like, "Not really." Like, you know, they're like, well, "How does he speak?" I'm like, "He told me to do something 11 years ago, and he hasn't told me to do anything else." Right. So I've just been doing the same thing. Wow. Um, for me, I just when God told me to go to schools, um, I just went to where I graduated from. I figured it's where I had the easiest access to. So I went there, and I just started holding meetings, and little by little, kind of the model we created, which obviously shifted in COVID, uh, but the model we created for a decade uh, wasn't thought of in an office; it was thought of on the field. Wow! And so I was just kind of making it up as I was going. I would try certain things, and um, you know, faith is one thing that you can't pray for people. I think people. Right. I've had a lot of people. Can you pray for faith? And I'm like, no, I, I can't. Uh, faith comes through risk. And mm. so you gain faith as like a it's like it's like a muscle that you continually build as you right. risk. And so I would just try different things, and if it failed, it failed. If it didn't fail, then I would keep doing it. So,
0: wow. So you know, when I was opening the program. I said, like, I mean, in all transparency, as humans, we all at moments, you know, whether it's our, we're like newly in our walk, new in our walk with the Lord or walking for a while, sometimes God will, will say something like you're saying risk. And we feel like, oh God, almost like, you know, Jeremiah, you know, he was like, I can't Lord. Like, I'm just, I'm just a young man. And the Lord's like, well, do not say I'm just too young, you know, or we all feel like we have inadequacies that disqualify us, you know? Have you in this journey of 11 years, like seeing thousands upon thousands of young people's lives impacted through your ministry ever had moments where you're just like, God, like I just don't feel adequate or qualified or motivated or anything.
1: Yeah. I think, I think every day. it's um, <laughs> real. That's real. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know a day that I've ever felt like I was qualified. I think to me wow. why I've been able to remain doing what I do, is I've never graduated from thinking I need Jesus less than people I'm preaching wow. to. And so when I go to a school and I'm in South Central and I'm talking to a kid who's been beat by his dad and mm. smoking marijuana, I don't sit there and think, wow, you really need Jesus. I, I kind of need Jesus. I'm sitting there like, bro, I need Jesus just as bad as you do. Uh, I got my own set of things I battle with and struggle and so do you and So I think I've learned to see people, you know, the Bible says, don't talk about the splinter in your brother's eye. When you have a log Mm -hmm. in yours, I see life through my log. I see life through my own imperfections. And it allows me, I think, to keep going. It allows me to keep having grace. Yeah.
0: I absolutely love that. And there's a saying that I love, and it's it's that God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. And I think that uh, you demonstrate that beautifully and with such a humble heart. And I think that's why God continues to use you guys so mightily. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what One Voice does and about the Jesus Clubs, like I was mentioning earlier. So right now, I know. I know we've had. We've been like 2020 has just been like an insane year. It's changed everything for everybody. Uh, You guys, like we said, we're. I think the last stat I heard, on a weekly basis, we're reaching close to 10,000 students to the Jesus Clubs every week. Is that correct?
1: Prior to COVID, it was a little bit more, but I would say that be that'll be be a conservative side. Absolutely, yeah.
0: That's absolutely mind blowing, and so. Uh, so what what does that look like now? I know that the the pandemic has brought some transition. Let's talk about you guys going to Texas. Like, just fill us in. What are you guys doing? What's One Voice up to? Yeah, I think
1: like everybody, we were all forced online. Um,
0: when yeah. I look at
1: what happened with, with COVID and everybody being forced to utilize their phones, I felt like the Lord changed the pulpits. Uh, From being all about the man of God, and it opened up a door for a generation to not have a pulpit but to have a phone. Right. And it gave you know, obviously, I don't think everyone should have platforms because some of the stuff they say is pretty wild. But I do think that, um, where before, if you weren't a pastor with a large church, you had no voice, Mm. Uh, it's greatly changed. I actually know, you know, 17 year olds with greater platforms now than pastors who've been pastoring for 40 Mm. years. Um I mean there's just there's a young man he's the one who trained me on TikTok his name is Mason he lives in Dallas he's 17 years old the kid has 500,000 that follow him on TikTok
0: 17.
1: just just millions of views on his videos uh preaches the gospel and so I think the Lord forced the church to reach this generation where they're actually at and to be honest they're not in pews they're on their phones so that's what we've done. We've just done a switch. We're obviously utilizing every social platform we can. I think I told you today we broke a million likes on our TikTok. Uh, we're about to break 70,000 following in 30 days. Um, that's organic. It's not paid ads. It's not anything. It's 70,000 kids that have followed our account. Um, and we're just raising up voices all across the country. We're also funneling them to a text number so kids are able We're able to see you know what state they're from and we wow. have a team that follows up and then plugs them in with churches um the number one question that we're getting from Gen Z believe it or not if you're wondering what is Gen Z well, what, what is it about, it's end times they wow. want to know when the end is going to come they want to know what the mark of the beast is they want their. I I'm, I'm personally blown away that was not questioned in the millennial generation um i wow. think the coronavirus with YouTube, with all the conspiracy theories, uh, this generation greatly desires. Uh, I think it's, it's awesome. They desire to know. So, so let, let's,
0: let's go there. You know, we weren't planning to go there. But so you said the number one question you're getting from Gen Z, uh, you know, because people are just discerning things. It's like, I mean, life is not as it was. And people can see that, you know, what, what kind of answer do you give to people that ask you those kind of questions?
1: I think we just give what the Bible says. Come um, on. You know, I, it's funny because when you look at social platforms, Facebook is very much—I uh, hope this doesn't offend anybody. Facebook is very much my father and my grand—my grandfather's generation. So my my dad dabbles on Facebook a lot. <laughs> um, Instagram is very much my generation and absolutely. a little bit older. You'll get—you know—you get you know, yeah. people in their forties that are on Instagram too. And,
0: right, um, absolutely. It's,
1: it's, I'm, I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be i am going to be thirty in a month. So right. it's that, we're the kind of the millennial, you know, a little bit older, right? TikTok is where I find most people have no idea even how to use TikTok, um, like properly, um, to gain, you know, massive following. But I mean, I, I, I was, had the privilege of downloading TikTok on Christine Kane's phone as well as Todd White's phone, awesome. trying to get them on this platform. That's where Gen Z is. Wow. And so when, when we. You know, I think when I first started making videos, I was really trying to be like really relevant, like I do on Instagram, Instagram, you try to be polished. You try to have the, the, uh, you know, the filters and, and, and it just wasn't working. And I just started reading my Bible and I started reading Matthew 24 and thousands and thousands of views. I did one video I seen the other day that almost broke 300 K. And all I did was I said, Hey guys, Jesus is King. If you believe he's king, tag your unsafe friends that you are not I think we can, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's probably about 40,000 comments and 300,000 views on a video that all I say is Jesus is king. Wow. Um, so you can see that Gen Z is much more bold um, than any other generation, personally, that I've seen.
0: You know what I love? I feel like there's a huge misconception. I think that. So many people believe that young people don't want Jesus. But I think the reality is they don't know Jesus. You know, I've heard you even talk about this before that um, the younger generation hasn't been churched like our generation or our parents' generation. They haven't had the same opportunities to hear the truth and what, what we've heard. And so that's why I know that was kind of behind some of the heart. Why you guys are like, we can't wait for them to come to the church buildings. We got to go to them. And that's why you guys do the Jesus clubs and whatnot. But are you finding that to be true? Are you finding like the young people, they're... When they hear the truth of the gospel, like they're just eating it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, for anyone to say that this generation doesn't want the gospel, I think they forgot what the gospel is. Wow. Come on. Who doesn't want good? You seen the news? All of our news is crap all the time. Everything's bad. Everything's about people dying and this political party and this riot and this racism and everything. All the news is bad for you to say that people don't want the gospel. The gospel means good news. Who the heck doesn't want good news right now? Exactly. Uh, I mean, I do. Like, you know, I I, obviously we don't you know neglect that the real injustices that are taking place in our country at all. But at the same time, I mean, what is the answer to those things? Right. You know, I just I literally just did a video um, not too long ago on TikTok where I'm just I'm basically saying, hey, like, there's so much division already. The last thing we need is that in the church, like. Exactly. It's not about, you know, it's not about the donkey or the elephant. It's about the lamb. Come on. And so I think when, on. you know, when, when we're talking with, with young people, I would just encourage you don't hold back on on the
0: truth. Amen. Amen. You know, it, it has been, uh horrible you know a lot of the things that we've seen in this year it's been uh it's been sad you know the pandemic has been really sad just to see you know the amount of pain and stuff that's gone on um but definitely you know light shines the brightest in the darkness and mm-hmm. it's there def- this is definitely the season where people need the good news like you're saying so uh do you guys think you're going to be heading into the schools in Texas absolutely Ooh.
1: when uh when schools open up i'm i'm going to definitely be back um, I think the great thing is we didn't wait. Um, you know, we didn't sit around and wait for a, a pandemic to to blow over. We stayed active. So. You
0: absolutely have, and so, um, uh, like we just posted a couple minutes ago, you guys are now on TikTok, the Jesus Club, right? Or Jesus, yeah. oh, the Jesus Clubs. Okay, yeah. and uh, you guys are all over Instagram. You're doing. Tons. I, it looks to me like it's almost daily, and they're incredible. You guys are doing uh, interviews daily. It seems <laughs> a lot of interviews. Yeah, I
1: slowed yeah. those down quite a bit with the move, but uh, I think when quarantine it's first happened, of- uh, we we were doing a ton of interviews. Um, but we, I definitely want to get back on them. It's been it's been a I think it's been a week or so.
0: I think it's amazing interviews that you're doing. I think that it's an incredible way to disciple and just it's really feeding people. They're beautiful. I love them. I watched several of them. I love them all. Um, I truly believe that there are people that are going to watch this program that are going to feel like a fire in their bones or a stirring, you know, for your ministry. What is a way that somebody can partner with you guys or even potentially do a, a host, a, De- a Jesus club, you know, for their own local high school?
1: Yeah. I mean, hit us up at, uh, OVSM.com. I think the website's there. Please hit us up. We'd love to to talk with you. Even if you can't go to schools, I feel like it's awesome now. I mean, if you got a phone, we can, we can Come teach you what to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, it's not hard to share the gospel. now. I feel like mm-hmm. if you don't share the gospel now, like there's really no excuse.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about, this is a perfect time, your book. You wrote a book called uh, the, the, Jesus Jesus club. Club. Yeah. the Jesus club. Yeah. Let's talk about that. And where can people find it?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get my book. You can DM us uh, on Instagram, DM me on Instagram, or you could always go on Amazon. I think Amazon's the cheapest. Uh, but yeah, you can, I mean, are we, I wrote this book um, really just to share the story of how I got where I got. Mm. And um, I think the book just shows one thing. It shows God's mercy, um, how someone's so broken. Mm -hmm. uh, could see a move of God. And that was kind of the hope in writing. It wasn't to display all of our accomplishments. It was to display the road that got us there. And that road was filled with prayer, fasting. Um, that road was filled with fathering, with lessons learned. Um, there's so many things, uh, that we could have done better. Um, but you get to just see God's mercy in it all.
0: You know what, I would love to have you back again soon. Just even just talk about that. That's a whole other show prayer and fasting and all that. And the importance of that in our generation, even because I feel like we sometimes skip past that part. Um, You know, Brian, I absolutely love your heart. I love your wife, Marcel's heart. You guys are truly so inspirational to me. Like I am so inspired every time I watch your lives. I believe that you guys are catalysts for so many other people and you radically demonstrate a war on an action. And so I just, you know, there's so many people that are gonna watch this program and uh, just have that desire to step out the way you have stepped out. And just like, God, like I wanna be one to share the gospel in this season. I sometimes, I feel like it's almost like a hope deferred because people are like i just don't know how to begin so maybe you can just quickly give like a piece of advice you know i know you've given some already you've said tiktok instagram like social media you know we all if we have a phone we have a platform but if there's anything else you want to say and then maybe you can pray for us that are watching just like against an action
1: yeah i would say man read your bibles Mm, Um, come on you know my wife she has this saying when we go through things she'll say hey don't waste the trial mm. and what she means by that is respond well and this is a moment where your responses are seeds wow and what you sow in this season you will reap in the next wow and so covid to me 2020 they thought it was the year of stadiums um and they thought it was the year of gatherings and i may have heard that for so many years There's mm. so much culmination built for this year and it was honestly, it wasn't a year of stadiums. It was a year of sowing. Uh, this is where the Lord stuck us all in the dirt. And he said, so, sow, sow, <laughs> sow. Right. And so, you know, I'll like, just encourage you, just keep sowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not grow weary in doing good. At the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you don't quit. And so let me pray for, for you guys real quick as we're finishing.
0: Yeah. So Lord, I
1: thank you so much for everyone watching. And God, I just pray um, that their hearts will be filled with joy Jesus, I ask you right now that faith would come, Lord, by them risking God, that they would take Mm -hmm. risks for the gospel. Jesus, I pray that we would see a great awakening in America, Lord. I pray even for those who have a heart for young people that you would just rip open the ceiling, God, that's been on their lives and let their voice trumpet through this generation. In Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. amen.
0: Amen. Brian, thank you so much. Like I said earlier, I know you guys just did this crazy move and then you come on here and do this with us. You're amazing. Thank you so much for giving us your time. We love you guys. And I'll see you guys soon in Texas. Yes. Come by. please. Yeah, we obviously would love to. So love you, man. We'll talk soon. And guys, thank you so much uh, for joining in again this week and to our podcast listeners. And uh, like always, if you guys want to reach out to myself or anyone on the Dream Team, you can reach us at dreamtheconversation at gmail.com. Until next week, stay healthy. We'll see you then.